Today's episode is brought to you by Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty and Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage. So I had everybody go around the room and tell us your name and what did you do before in your career and what kind of job are you looking for and what would be a, what kind of connections would be helpful for you. At the end of it, one woman came kind of running up to me at the end of the meetup and she said, Thank you for making me understand that I'm not the only one, that I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just felt like I was the only person doing this. And here's this whole room full of women. And a lot of them were saying, I'm in the middle of a divorce and I'm going back to work and hadn't expected that. And I could see like the other women in the room who had said the same thing were kind of like, oh, you and me. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna connect. Yep. Building that community, I think is so important because I know I felt like that too when I was looking for a job. I kept thinking, I must be the only person in the world who has ever tried to go back to work after being (laughs) home. And of course, you know that's not true, but that's how it feels. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Hello, and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Mitchley. And I am Sarah Madras. And we are so excited to have you here today with us. We are talking to Katie Dunn. She runs the Back to Business Conference that for 2020 is in Raleigh on February 21st. Yes. She is a mom of four. Yep. So God bless you. God love you. (laughs) Well, so the last two are twins. So Oh, even better. In my defense, I really never planned to have four children. (laughs) Double the pleasure, double the fun, and two three-nagers at the same time. That would make me want to crawl in a hole and die. I I have four teenagers right now. So a lot of fun. I actually, I love the teenagers. Yeah. Am I the only person? No, I love the teenagers too. They're real people. They mm. have opinions. Some you agree with and <laughs> some you don't. But they they're, they're like they're people. They're fascinating. Right. Right. Like yes, blossoming. They're people, right? Yes. I right. I love it. Yeah. I'm really enjoying so it. So how old are they now? My oldest is nineteen. He's a freshman in college. I was senior in high school. She's seventeen. And the twins are fourteen. So middle school. Wow. Well, wow. Middle school. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. Middle school is the worst. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was for hands. us all, right? Right. Like, like when you, we when, all just got like traumatized real we quick. We did. It was like. We flashed back to our own trauma <laughs> yes. of middle school for a second. That's what that pause was about. That was total. And then and, um, you relive that as a parent. <laughs> like, yeah. But like, does it give you the opportunity to be like, you know what? I remember what that was like and I don't want you to experience that. I feel like it's just. A rite of passage, almost. I don't know. You can't prevent middle school. So so you just have to live through it and get them through it. I don't know. It's really not so terrible. I've just found of all the years, those seem to to be the years with the most angst involved. Right. So tell us about how the Back to Business Conference came to be. Because you were out of the workforce workforce for 13 years? About 12, 13 years. Yep. I was home with kids. I had worked at IBM before that and enjoyed that. I was in a marketing role. And then as our kids were getting older, well, actually, as our kids were 
being born, (laughs) (laughs) I was at IBM and I had gone down to part-time. And right after our daughter was born, my manager said to me, you know, you're you're a headcount, whether you're full-time or part-time. And I we have these cutbacks coming. And if you we want you to come back full time. So if you do, your your headcount is safe. But as a part-time headcount, you're really in jeopardy of being part of the cutback. So she said, I want you to come back full time. And I thought about that for about two minutes and I said, I can't do that. I just just didn't feel like that was right for me at the time. So so I was home with kids for 12, 13 years, about 12 and a half years. And during that time, I had this great little part-time gig out at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, reading applications for admission to the MBA program. And it was great because I could do it at home. I could do it while kids were napping. I could do it when they went to bed. So those were my stay-at-home years. And loved, loved being home with kids. And then as they got older, raising independent kids was always one of our really big goals. And so you just sort of reach a point where it's like, okay, mm, I need to, I need, really need to do something on a more full-time basis here mm-hmm. um, because I like to be busy and do stuff. And so I kind of thought I would just walk out into the world and say, okay, I'm ready to go back to work. You know, come and get me. And that was so not the case. It was really, really hard looking for a job when you had this big period of time on your resume where you weren't employed full time. Why do you think that is? Because you're competing against people who don't have a career gap, who employers could look at a resume and feel pretty assured that their skills were up to date because they have never stopped working. And I think there's also maybe a perception that you're, when you're, a stay-at-home mom, you're kind of sitting around at home with kids and making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And eating bonbons right. and watching the daytime stories. Yeah, who, who <laughs> does that? People aren't doing that? Wait, I don't know. I was a stay-at-home mom. Of course that's what I was doing. Right? Totally. My yeah. bubble baths exactly. and the perfectly quiet, <laughs> silent zen children. all the time. <laughs> yeah, that sounds nice. Right? Yeah, sign me up Who has that, that life? <laughs> Where do we find that? That is not how it was in my house. So how did you combat those challenges? I realized pretty early on that I was not going to get a job by shooting off a resume and having somebody just look at a piece of paper because that really didn't represent who I was and the things that I felt like I had accomplished or done both in my professional career before I took a career break and during that time when I wasn't working full time. So I started relying really heavily on networking things, on talking to people that I knew who were working about what they were doing and what they're hiring for in their company. And so I realized that, you know, my next job was definitely going to come through somebody that I knew or a friend of a friend type of thing. Right. That's where I really tried to focus my job search efforts. And I spent about two years off and on looking for a job. And Mm -hmm. it took that long. I wasn't really pounding the pavement for two years looking for a job because as things would get busy at home, I would kind of take my foot off the gas of the job search. But it was really a period of about two years that I was pretty actively looking. Right. And so eventually I came up with this idea after talking to all these other women that I knew who were stay-at-home moms 
that telling them, well, I'm trying to get back to work and gosh, it's so hard. I hadn't anticipated that. And almost every single one of them said to me, I am in the same boat. I would love to be working and I can't get back in. I just cannot get a job. And that seemed so crazy to me because I knew so many women who were super smart, highly educated, really accomplished, had done great things in their careers before they made the choice to stay home with kids. And that seemed to me that employers were missing out on this amazing pool of talent. Right. When you were talking, I was sitting here thinking, and I'm like, wait a minute, there is no gap in the resume. The resume is maybe you were IBM and then you were CEO of Dunn Enterprises where you manage daily tasks and productivity manager and financial advisor, like expert at herding cats. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like there is no gap. You were no, the, yeah. the, C, the founder, the, CEO, the, the CFO, co-founder. The yes. COO, the yeah. CEO, the, the chief customer manager. That's what like, would be on mine. I'd be like, right. there is no gap. Here's where I was working. <laughs> right. And that's the name of it. Right. But, like, but that is something like that is so relevant. We see it in all the networking groups and we see it in, in the the space of like, hey, my friend's trying to move down here and they've been trying to get a job for six months and they're not getting calls back. I know ICU nurses that it took them almost a year to get into a hospital. I mean, and those are hospital jobs, right? Like those are necessary services. <laughs> like yeah. There's a high demand for nurses all across the country, but they can't seem to just get in the door. What do you see as the primary obstacle for women to get in the door to get those interviews? I think for women who are going back to work, we're sort of out of the box hires, right? Because our work experience looks a little different than someone who's never left the workforce. So I think the most important thing is tapping your network and growing your network until it includes the kind of people who are doing what you want to do so that they can help you get into those types of roles. As a job searcher, you can sit behind your computer at home and shoot off 30 job applications a day. And maybe at the end of the day, you feel like you've done something, but that is really not productive for any job seeker, but particularly for people whose experience isn't a direct match to what they want to do or people who have a career gap, like right. like moms and dads, by the way. Plenty totally. of dads do totally. this too. Yes, We're all in the same boat. How does your conference solve that problem for them? The conference is a full day of panels and workshops and speakers who are all geared toward specifically helping this population of women get back to work. So we have a resume workshop and she will talk about specifically, what do I do with that gap on my resume? How do I fill that? What are some ideas on the latest trends of You can use my writing. idea. You can yeah. pass that along. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good. And the other thing is you can fill it with things like your volunteer experience, mm-hmm. right? We, When I was a stay-at-home mom, I was never at home right? because I was always out doing stuff. And a lot of those things that we do when we are out of the paid workforce are things that we help us grow skills and become better employees. So it's understanding how to talk about those and how to fit those on your resume. So that's one of the things we do. Um, Amanda Lamb from WREL is our keynote speaker this week this year. And I'm excited about that. She talks on a lot of different women's issues and about her own experience as a mom and working. And we have a panel of women who have gone back to work. And I always try to select women who have really different stories. So somebody who got divorced sort of later in life, and that prompted her to need 
the income and she wasn't expecting that. And so she had to figure out how do I get back to work with mm -hmm. my four kids and now I'm on my own. And women who have gone back part-time, full-time, changed careers, people have gone back to their same field that they were in before they left. We do a panel of recruiters, so gives women in the audience there the opportunity to get those questions answered that they always wanted to know about the job application process, but felt silly asking. So right. they mm -hmm. can submit those ahead of time and I will ask them so they don't have to mm -hmm. be the person owning the question if they don't want to. And this year, for the first time, I'll have somebody talking about StrengthsFinder. And so everyone who goes to the conference will have the opportunity to take the assessment beforehand. And then we'll do a workshop of taking those results of your strengths and how do you talk about those in your job search? How can you use those to help you figure out where to plug back into the workforce? I just want to rewind for a second, because first of all, like the StrengthsFinder thing, that's amazing. That's an amazing value add-on for attendees at this conference. So I, I'm i a big fan of StrengthsFinder, and I think everybody needs to, to do that. But aside from that, so you were spending these two years looking for some opportunity, growing your network, and you saw this need. And yep. so then like, just like, hey, I'm going to have a conference and do this. Like, how did that <laughs> Yeah. So, so I like, had this idea, right? And um, that, first of all, job search has changed a lot over the years. And so people need to know how to conduct a job search now in the digital world. And all these other things that I thought would really help women who were job seeking after being home for a while. And so I had come up with this idea. It was all in my head. And I was talking about it for ever. And then one day in 2015, I was on the phone with my sister who lives in Boston. And I was telling her there's this job fair in Raleigh this morning. And if I was really going to do this conference thing, you know, I should be down there walking around, shaking hands with all the companies who are there, telling them what I'm doing and getting them on board as corporate partners and sponsors. And my sister said to me, stop talking about this. <laughs> she said, put your suit on and get your butt down there and introduce yourself to every single person at that job fair. And I was like, darn, you are right. <laughs> Don't so, you love having people like that right. that challenge you? That's awesome. Oh, I so needed it. It was yeah. just kind of the kick in the butt that I yep. needed. And she said, S just stop talking about it and go do it. So I hung up the phone with her and I went online and I had business cards made in an hour and I picked them up at Staples yes. on my way downtown wearing my suit and I walked around that job fair and I introduced myself to every company that was there and handed out my business card and I said, I'm doing a conference this fall for women going back to work <laughs> and I really want your support and want you to be on board. It's a great recruiting opportunity for you because this is an amazing talent pool. And it's really been overlooked by a lot of companies and recruiters. And so, like, you had no planning for the conference done. At this she <laughs> spoke the idea. She did speak into the idea. fruition. <laughs> she totally manifested the yes, shit yeah. out she of that. Did. Yeah. It That's was, amazing. Yeah. So, wait, let's pause because she's in the room and she has magic in her, obviously. Right. So, what do you want to speak into fruition? <laughs> and because we are in her presence, we will manifest it. <laughs> oh, that speaks to so much more, right? That attitude that so many women have that they're sitting whether they're a work at home a stay at home what I don't even I don't like those labels personally but it is what it is we all try to fit in neat little boxes but like you see the need and then you fill it 
even yeah. though you have no idea what you're doing and how to do yeah. <laughs> you're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And now you're in how many cities? So we've been in Raleigh for three years. This will be our fourth conference here and Charlotte in April mm-hmm. and then potentially Atlanta in the fall. That's amazing. That's awesome. So it's worked out better than I ever even dreamed that it would. Right. And I think it's really been great because it's helped a lot of women and I hear from them. Even now I'll hear from people who went to the conference four years ago and say, I'm actually at the point now where I've sort of learned everything I can in my first job back to work and I'm looking to move on to my next job. And I got here because you taught me how to do that. And so that's really wonderful to hear. That is. Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. Go Prime Mortgage Incorporated, company NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. Go Prime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her hometown heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulak today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. So like, how did it go from like, hey, I'm having a conference. I have no details about it, but here's my card and I hope you stay in touch with me to like, here's the conference. And in three <laughs> locations, three different cities, city, yeah. multiple states. Like, how did that happen? So I walked out of that job fair like, oh my gosh, I, I actually have to go do this now <laughs> because I just told people that I was. And so I went home and I, I had to finally get it out of my head and sort of put it all into a plan. I need speakers. I need a venue. I need a date for this thing. And then what do I want these corporate partners or sponsors to do? Like, what is their role going to be? So I had to figure out kind of a sponsor package and figure out what their role was going to be. And had you done any of that stuff before? No, I love it. Okay. (laughs) So I love that you're saying that. And I love that you brought us back around Jenny, because I feel like so often we hear we're talking to people when they're at, you know, stage three. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's great. Like props to you totally. We're woo stage three. But it's like then people that are listening that are at stage one, they're like, of course she got there. Right. Well, what right. happened between one and three? Right. Yeah. And it was, okay, you had this idea. Then how did you get butts in the seat to show up to the first ever conference? Yeah. You know? 
Yep. When I was job searching and thinking about going back to a role in marketing and realizing that marketing had completely changed as a field since mm -hmm. I had last worked in marketing and everything was digital, I took myself through that Google AdWords certification that you can get online Yep. Um, because it was very cheap and I think it's free now, but great way to kind of upskill from your comfort of your own home, figured out how to put some ads out there. And, and I, then I recruited a few friends, one who was really pretty savvy in the um, digital marketing space. And so she did a lot of the ad advertising for me, a lot of word of mouth too. I think, you know, there's a lot of different mom groups out there. And so mm -hmm. tapping into those to get the word out, really just kind of like being up late at night and early in the morning and thinking of who's a group that I could send an email to and make aware of this. And um, well, and I so love what you said about reaching out to your friend who does marketing. It's using your support system mm -hmm. that you have now. Yes. Right. And, yeah. and using and tapping into that network because right. there's, so, I mean, we know this, right? Like this is not a new concept that women don't ask for help well. And like, because we try to do it all. We think that we can outpace. We think we can juggle all the things. Like I am the first to admit, I honestly have no idea how long it takes me to complete a task. Like I am always the one that's like, yep, I can get that done before I have to leave in three minutes. And I already have six other things that I'm working on. <laughs> True story. Yeah. I want to applaud and like kind of vault this up a little bit. It is that you stayed up late. It is that you put the work forth and like ignored your family probably a lot and had, you know, other people pitching in to make meals and lunches and you know, ferry your, your, you know, busload of kids around and do, you know, all these different, because you know that they're all in activities and they're all doing different, oh you know. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I mean, all the schedules, I highly admire it. It almost added to me as though you were minimizing it and I don't want you to do that. Like I want it, I want to like applaud it and be like loud and proud. Like right. I did the work and I made this happen. And how, how much time passed between the job fair and the first conference? About six months. Shut so up. it in was March. Months. <laughs> yep, for the job fair, and then October was the first conference. Go. So what were so. some of your fears? Because I, I mean, that's great six months, but you got to be prime on your mindset game. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the fears and the mental blocks that you had to overcome during that six months? First was real, the realization, I've never done this before. I'm just figuring this out as I go along. And so there's sort of the event planning piece of that. And then there was a little bit of a sales piece of having to reach out to companies. So a lot of this stuff, I just didn't know how to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm just going to do it and I'll probably make mistakes and then I won't make that same mistake again. And that's all I can do here, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Because there's no master plan. I think the thing that kept me up at night was worrying about like filling all the seats would enough people what come? if i build it and they don't come exactly that's <laughs> yep. kind of scary yeah that's a scary thought that that still is what keeps me up at night i think about really? this conference yeah. yeah and and we've had about 100 women attend each time so so the seats always get filled and it's but getting the word out is always the biggest challenge right i know the need is there and there's a lot of people who benefit from it so it's just reaching them yeah. with the message. I'm telling you, master manifestor. Master manifestor. Like, that is like people on your first conference with six, six months of planning. Like that's huge. So like, just let that sink in and own the hell out of that for right. a second. 
like I'm you. I'm terrified for you and this happened like five years ago right like I'm like oh my god what if they don't fill the seats but that's not even happening now like you feel your anxiety <laughs> rising and you're like what happened how many people came how'd the story end a few months after I decided I was gonna do this and I was really far down the road of doing this somebody that I knew from UNC called and said hey we have a job that we want you to apply for. Of course for. they did. <laughs> I know, right? And I'm I was just like, going to rub on her before right? she leaves. <laughs> well, I was kind of like, where were you two years ago? Right? Right? Because I'm, re- I'm not looking for a job right now, right. but thank you very much. That's the universe testing you to be and like, totally. are you sure? Are you committed? Are you committed? Uh, is yep. this going to happen? It and is. Then- he said, just come in and talk to us about it and we'll just go from there. So I did. I actually took the job. It was doing career coaching with MBA oh, students, well which was just super right up my alley and really kind of a nice mix with mm-hmm. what I was doing on the conference side. And so, and my boss there was super supportive and he loved what I was doing with that and was accommodating. Then I was kind of doing the two jobs. Mm-hmm. So actually for most of the time that I've been doing back to business, I've managed it as a side gig. But once you build it the Right. First yes. time, it's yes. a lot easier. Yeah. It's easier time. to tweak than totally. it is to yes. like build from the ground up. Yeah. Yep. Totally. So, that's so it's awesome. been fun and exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. What is happening now with how this has evolved for you, right? So now you're going into two, maybe three cities, two different states. And what else do you have going on? So I also do a meetup pretty much monthly for back to business. And each time is just talking on a different job search topic or I'll bring in a speaker. We did one last night, actually talked about interviewing skills. So that was really fun. And there's usually about 25 ish people there. Mm. So th- it's a good crowd. And it's funny last night we started off with introductions. So I had everybody go around the room and tell us your name and what did you do before in your career and what kind of job are you looking for? And what would be a, what kind of connections would be helpful for you, right? So everyone in the room can hear it and provide one if they have the right connection for you. But we went around the room and at the end of it, one woman came kind of running up to me at the end of the meetup and she said, thank you for making me understand that I'm not the only one, that I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just felt like I was the only person doing this. And here's this whole room full of women And a lot of them were saying, I'm in the middle of a divorce and I'm going back to work and hadn't expected that. And I could see like the other women in the room who had said the same thing were kind of like, oh, you and me. Okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're going to connect. Yep. And so just sort of building that community, I think is so important because I know I felt like that too. When I was looking for a job, I kept thinking, I must be the only person in the world who has ever tried to go back to work after being home. <laughs> and of course, you know that's not true. Yeah. The but, only one ever. Yeah, right? But that's how it right. feels. It's yeah. very isolating, especially because you're already isolated and you're you're separating yourself from that community that you've created. Do you get yeah. any flack? Because I love how you just said you're like switching communities. So it's kind of like a breakup. Like mm-hmm. you have your, you know, mom community and you're like, I love you guys and thank you so much for the support. And now I'm breaking up with you and moving on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to get the hotter boyfriend over here. Yes. And so, do you get any pushback, judgments, or Mm. push? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't think that I have really felt that at all. And I hear other women talking about that, but I have not experienced that. 
I had a conversation about that once with a friend who has worked, you know, the whole time she has a daughter and never stopped working. And she said to me, I really need those stay at home moms because they're doing all the things at school and mm-hmm. my daughter is benefiting from that I can't do because I just can't take that kind of time away from work. So them doing what they do allows me to do what I do. Mm-hmm. And she said, I can contribute in other ways. Like sometimes I'm the person who's donating, you know, when other people can't do that. And so I thought that was such a great, yes. like appreciation for what other women are doing mm-hmm. and what the right. kind of choices that they've made. And how really- Because it's the bigger picture of contribution. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And we all need each other. Mm -hmm. We all kind of have a different role to play at different times in our lives. Mm -hmm. I've actually felt really supported by my friends who are still staying at home. And then again, a lot of them had said to me like, well, I'm trying to do the same thing. So- Mm-hmm. You know, you go. You tell me how to right, do that. Right. You figure it you out. Go and then yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let me know how that works for you. Clear the path, please. Right. right. And so now you have the conference and you're still doing career coaching? So I'm not. I left Carolina in February, so I'm not doing that right now. But starting a podcast too called Get a Job, Here's How. So again, really just focused on a different aspect of the job search process every week in each episode and bringing on guests who are experts in a different area of job search and can really provide some great advice and information. Awesome. All right. A lot of fun stuff. That is a lot of fun stuff. I, I'm just like in awe of the, like, I'm going to, I, tenacity. I, I, you know, your sister says shit or get off the pot and you're like, yep, I'm going (laughs) (laughs) like this. We're going to make this happen. Yeah. It's a good, Good to have that kick in the pants. It is. Yeah. It I is. needed it. I, honestly, I don't know if I would have done it if she hadn't said, stop talking mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. There are those catalyst people, right? You always need that someone who's going to be like your lightning rod. I believe you, in you. Go I out believe and in do you. It. I do. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So helpful. We're going to wrap up in a minute, but we like to do this rapid fire thing. Okay. So um, the first, right. like, free association, first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Yep. All right. So what is the number one thing on your bucket list? Going to the Galapagos Islands. Finish this sentence. If I wasn't doing blank, I would be blank. If I wasn't working so much, I would be traveling all over the world. Okay. And if I won the lottery too. Totally. (laughs) So if you won the lottery, you'd be like, peace out. I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) Here, I'm going to hire somebody to put the conference on. (laughs) (laughs) What is the legacy you want to leave? I would say that I was able to help other people in their careers and find something to do that makes them happy and productive. Okay. What is the first thing you do in the morning? After I curse my alarm. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I actually have just started laying in bed and like sort of thinking through my day and all Mm -hmm. the things I need to do and just sort of helps set me up for what's what's coming that day. Gotcha. Okay, so this is the last one. Okay. If you could go back and advise yourself in the past, what age would you go to and what would you say to yourself? Ooh, I would say I would go back to my college age self and tell myself to choose a major that actually related to a job you could get after college. So, well, now I have to ask, what was your major? So I was a poli-sci major. Okay. 
But I've told my kids, if you, if there's something you love, study it. And if not, you're a business major, right? Because it's so practical. My dad told me, just major in something you're interested in. And that wasn't bad advice. But then I got out of college and I was like, what do I do (laughs) now? (laughs) What is your son majoring in? Business. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And my daughter, who's applying to college, business. Business. (laughs) It just makes sense. Yep. Awesome. Check out the Get a Job, Here's How podcast with Katie Dunn. Also, the Back to Business Conference in Raleigh. You can find that at... At backtobusinessconference.com. Friday, February 21st. Yes. And all the details on the website. Yes. And I think it's going to be amazing. So thank you so much for, for coming being in. with us. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. This was fun. I very much enjoyed it. And um, again, so this is Katie Dunn, Back to Business Conference. And get a job. Here's how podcast and starting new chapters every other month, apparently. And <laughs> and we are <laughs> girls who do stuff with Sarah Madras, Jenny Midgley. You, you do, do you, boo. boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.